I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Bloodline up until season two, episode nine, we will be spoiling Bloodline. And I feel a degree of confidence that we'll be spoiling the whole thing. So that's a little hint. Um, so that's your spoiler warning. Like with Amarami, you can still watch the first, uh, listen to the first 20 minutes or so, but then we'll start talking about Bloodline. Switch mm. off if, if that's like important to you. 2015's Bloodline. 16. 16's Bloodline season two. Mm. If you haven't gotten around to watching it and then, mm. yeah. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama, a podcast where each week we chat about John Leguizamo and everything he has been in, be it film, television, voice work, ads even. We've even done a couple of cheeky YouTube clips when we're busy or stressed. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Mish Wittrup. You yep. might know me from in 2016, I went to Europe. Oh, nice. I drove around Ireland. I went to Berlin. I went to Switzerland, Paris. I went to Amsterdam. I could tell you the full breakdown of what I did in 2016, but when I wasn't in Europe, I was back here in Melbourne stressed off my tits because I wasn't making any money. Um, anyway, I'm joined, as always, by a very... You're making f- enough money to go to Europe. Well, that's why I didn't have any money ah. after I came back. Um, I'm joined by my very dear friend, Zach Ruane, who you oh, might know from. You. Uh, I'm quickly trying to jump on Facebook to see what I was up to in 2016. Because yeah, the years are doing? a little more blurry for me. I, I mean, I... I, I was in a sketch troupe and I really wasn't doing much else other than that. Were they Edinburgh years? I think so, yeah. 2016 would have been... Was in a I'm still in that sketch What troupe. year did you do 1999? I don't know. Oh my God, we should know that, shouldn't we? No, I don't know years. <laughs> what am I going to do? Like if I scroll through If you maybe? named any year that I've been alive, I could tell you, I could say one word to describe that year. Really? Are Go. you that good with Test years? me. 2012. Uh, graduated university. See, I'm even like, oh, I've got to take a minute to like figure out what I did in 12. I was 22. You were a cinema, d- cinema boy. I worked at the cinema then. That's insane. How do you know? I don't even know what year it is now. I'm good with that shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I don't think it's so much that I'm good with that shit. I just think that you're not very good with that shit. No. Anything happening in 2016 for you? Oh, mate, I'm at 2019. I'm just scrolling down through Facebook. You know what I'm saying? What, so if I say there's nothing you can think that was like particularly big about 2016 oh, for you. I was in my mid-20s. I, I think, yeah, 
maybe I was, I think it was a bit of like, I, it wasn't the start of stuff, but it wasn't the end of stuff. Like I, I was a bit of a middle time, I think. I don't, I think I was in, do, yeah, I was going to Edinburgh. I was just doing a lot of comedy shows. Mm. Like I was doing a lot of live comedy then. I, think. I was, um, yeah, I went to Europe. I had an independent theatre company that I was running with some friends of mine. Uh, I was living share house life, working at a call centre as a, market research supervisor. How do you like grab onto the year? How do you know 2016? How did, how did, so, that to, just like- so when, when someone says 2016 to me, I instantly think Europe because that was the first year I ever went to Europe. And because I can think of Europe, I think about where I was at that time and what happened around that. Mm. So it's very easy for me to kind of jump into a year. Here's a big problem, right? Mm. I, um, oh God. This is bad. This is this is not going well for me. Why don't you look at your wiki? What about memories? See more memories. Seven years ago. What's seven years ago? Two thousand and sixteen. This can't possibly be good listening. No, I shared a I shared a training video for McDonald's. <laughs> from McDonald's. I love I love training. Why don't videos. you post a status right now saying, "Can anyone tell me what I did in two thousand sixteen?" And then we'll revisit online content. Zach, that was a really good suggestion. That was a good suggestion. And then we can revisit at the end of the pod. So what am I doing? I'm asking. If you post an Instagram story asking, hey, can anyone tell me what I did in 2016? Oh, no, I wouldn't want to do that. How about I just promise that next time I've, I will do my homework and next episode I'll be ready to go to tell you what I did in 2016. I think the wiki is a good idea. But Yeah, you have a wiki, don't you? I don't have a wiki. which makes I don't sense. have a wiki. I think you might have a wiki, Auntie mate. Donna has a wiki. Well, let's have a look. Zachary Ruane doesn't have a wiki. No, no, no. You don't think so? No. Oh, no, no you don't You don't have a wiki. You have an IMDb. I have a wiki, yeah, but that's that everyone has an IMDb. Oh, look, there's a new photo. Someone's updated the photo. Me in a cardigan doing a fan. In 2016, <laughs> the group released 1999. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hey, that's that's uh, I would have thought that was earlier than 2016. Well, there you go, apparently. The so group, and you was... also began your podcast then, yeah. I knew that, and I think I think have you been then... doing your podcast since 2016? Yeah, oh my god, I think as well. 2016, then either 15, 16 was my first Edinburgh, it was the first time I ever went to Edinburgh, okay? Yeah, yeah. well, that makes sense. So that was the beginning of a depression I didn't diagnose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just joshing. Hey, Mish, I've got a thing. When we were talking about spoilers, I think I've, I think we've discussed this, mm. but it reminded me of, I saw, I was watching a video a few months ago and there was someone um, teaching like a lecture in screenwriting. It was just a clip of someone teaching uh, advice about screenwriting and it was in a class. So whether it was a short course or whether it was a university course, they were teaching screenwriting and they, in this clip, I, it's a very vague memory and I also feel like I've discussed it before. So okay. just apologies, listener. Um, and in this clip, this lecturer mentioned a movie that was at least 20 years old. It was a movie from the 90s. And referenced the ending as an example of a good... So they're like, at the end of Fight Club, da-da-da-da. Or at yeah. the end of... Referenced an ending 
to a movie that was over 20 years old yep. as an example of like good screenwriting structure and someone from the audience is like, ah, no spoiler. Yeah. I just love your thoughts on that. Very interesting. So actually, literally today, yeah. today when I was like, oh, I've got a podcast with Zach, a little memory flashed into my mind about when I ruined Dexter for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that was awful. Now, the reason that was awful. Not was be- awful. No, 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 it was because you were in the middle but of awful. But awful is like a really big word. Okay, stupid uh, of me. Yeah, right, okay. Foolish of me because Dexter at that stage, what I gave away was something that came out two years previously. Two years is not enough. But I think I could comfortably in a room full of people say what happens at the end of The Sixth Sense. Because the twist in that is so iconic and was such a, like, milestone movie, you know, of its time, mm. that I feel like I could comfortably do that. If someone gave it, what's a movie, like, I, if someone told me what happened at the end of the first Star Wars film, I've not seen it, I wouldn't be mad. I think I, something got given away to me recently. What was it? Oh, I can't even remember. It was I've a got film. one. Oh, yeah, go. Um, I've never seen Rocky. Oh, okay. And someone told me at the end of, well, like, just someone was like, oh, well, you just have to look at the poster of that movie to realise that he wins. That's Rocky Three. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, they released a poster and it was the final shot of the film yeah. or something. And oh, that, I saw that on TikTok. It was a guy mm. doing TikToks where he was saying posters that gave away I the I saw end. that video too. And I, that's what, and, and I was like, oh, gosh. It's like. This is giving away, this video is giving away the end of It's things. like, um. Spoiler warning for Cloverfield Lane. That's the one. Yeah. That is the one that happened recently. I've oh. not seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. And this That's video. That's the John Goodman one, isn't it? This video gave away the end of Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. And, and that was one where I was like, ah, that's a shame, but mm. that's on me. Yep. That's what I thought. I thought, oh, that's a shame, but I wasn't about to comment you gave away the end of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Because for me, I was like, this is a video about posters that give away the ending. If I was so passionate about not knowing the end of 10 Cloverfield Lane, I would have watched it by now. I get it. I get it. Here's why I think. But also you should have watched it. Do you know what I mean? It's like that movie's old enough now. Oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, that's a push. But something like Fight Club, if you had it on your list for this long and you hadn't watched it, bitch, Come on now. Well, here's Come the thing. I think there's like two reasons why that video irked me. It wasn't even about it. It was just like someone passingly said, oh, spoiler alert or spoiler. And they were like a bit shitty about it, right? And that wasn't the point of the video, but it just made me go, what? There's two things, right? One, one, I think the Dexter thing was less because it was only two years ago. It was the fact that I told you I was watching Dexter I said, I'm watching Dexter. Yes. And you said, oh, wasn't it crazy when this happened? Before you asked where I was at with Dexter. Yes. In my, not in my defense, because again, I openly admit it was foolish. But you were watching, you said, I'm watching Dexter and mm. I really enjoy it. This is, we had a chat about why you like Dexter. Mm. And then I gave away something that happened at the end of season two. Season four. Season four. When it was currently in season five or six. Yes. And you were like, I'm only up to season two. Yes. And it's like, how, okay, yeah, I, I, I'd i given you two years. 
It wasn't like it was what kept, was happened a week ago. Yeah, no, I think I think um, I can't it's remember. Still the foolish. Two years, like I, th- I think it's less about two years. I think it's less about two years. It's more about how how have you watched it all? Yeah. I'm I'm I I'm I tell you now with every fiber of my being, mm. I've moved on from the fact that you gave away Dexter. Yeah. I'll I, never forget. I just moved in with you. That's why it was such a like I'd been living with you for less than a month and I was still trying to establish my place in the house because you all knew each other. I moved in with an established household and I was like Oh, wow, I'm really vibing with these guys and we're getting along so well and oh, you watch Dexter? Yeah, I've watched Dexter. Isn't it crazy when you did and you Looked so. I've seen the eyes since, but it was the first time I've seen the hurt eyes, and I was like, "I've hurt this man." Yeah, I, I, I feel emotions a little too much. No, I, I think that's <laughs> fair. My point was more like uh, I, I think I've misremembered that anyway. So, but but the thing is more like if you're like that's that's not so much a problem. I think two years is fine. I think it's like um, it's more when if someone were to say, "Oh, I'm watching something." Because uh, I wasn't watching it in real time. I'd forgotten there. It wasn't that I was watching it. Mm. We were talking about it. That's fine. I think two years is sort of all right. Mm. It's less about the amount of time. I do think there is an amount of time. Mm. And I think it's like there's there's almost like two layers. There's one where it's like where it's like uh, I think the weekend of. Yeah. Even like weeks and yeah. months. Then there's kind of five years. It's still newish. Yeah. But at 20, when you're in the decades, it's whatever. The other thing I was going to say, the second thing I was going to say is, I think that if you want to be a screenwriter and you're going to a screenwriting course, Mm. your priorities are more than having things spoiled for you. Like it should just be like, spoil away, baby. Yeah, of course. Teach me how to write. 100%. Like- I, to- I totally agree with that's you. That's my, that was what irked me. It was like, I, I don't think this person should be like worrying about spoil. It's like, oh, I'd love to teach you the film yeah. structure of Sixth Sense, but I can't spoil it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, want to give it away. Well, especially movies that are 20 something years old. Um, I think as well, uh, you can't build it up too much. So you remember the movie Us? Jordan mm. Peterson movie called Us. Have you seen it? I have, but, you know, I would put this I'm not, in. I'm not going to say what happens. This is where I go, ooh, it's a little bit in the category. I'm not going to say what yeah, happens. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't seen it and I had a group of mates who were like, you would love this film. Oh, yeah. The end is incredible. It is the best twist I've seen in forever. It's easily Jordan's best film. Fucking love. You're going to love it. And it was built up so much. I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to watch the best twist in a movie ever. Now, because that was ingrained in me, I guessed the twist. I was too focused on trying to figure out what the twist was that because I was like, it's a big one, it's a good one, so concentrate. I guessed it very quick and because of it, it kind the the reveal was like not that great. You know what I'm saying? I guessed I guessed the twist of that as well. Yeah. And and it was okay. Like it was like I still enjoyed the film. Yeah. You know, I, I just sort of... Do you know why? Because the trailer gives it away. There's a shot. That's what it is. There's a, one shot in the trailer... Don't give it away. ...that gives it away. And I was watching it and I was like, ah, oh, and it's a really mm. incredible shot. It's a mm. really great... It's one of the... flash. It's a flashback mm. shot. But that's... It gives it away. My favourite thing ever about trailers that give things away, if you watch How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days... 
if you watch the trailer for that movie, it's the whole film. That's funny. The whole trailer. That's how they used to do trailers. Of how, yeah, and I love it. <laughs> of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which is a fun rom-com, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It is a fun rom-com. The whole movie is given away in the trailer. Which is so funny, isn't it? Because it's like, it sort of says that that spoiler warnings and spoilers, are, I'm trying to care less about them. Like, mm. it's like, I think there are certain, when it's a twist, mm. when it's a piece of information, when it's like a, you know, it's best not to know. Yeah. But like, if you put too much pressure yeah. on that stuff, it's like, ah. Uh, yeah. It's an interesting thing. It is. Um, before we jump in, I've got a little discovery I've made this mm. week. It's more so, it doesn't have to be a discussion point. It's just something I'd like no, to talk to you to about. No, I'd love to talk about it. Sorry, everyone who was chomping at the bit for <laughs> episode nine talk. Well, no, this is just, this is going to be so, I reckon what I'm about to say here might be the potentially the most boring thing I've ever said. <gasps> oh, Mish. Um, but I have, I often have background noise when I'm having like admin days. So emails, invoices, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and my favorite choice of background noise is a movie I've seen before. Crazy. Yeah. I just love a, a movie I've seen before that I liked Yeah, that I don't need to concentrate for because I know it so well. Um, when Harry Met Sally would be a perfect example. It's insane right? to me, but that's just a me thing. Yeah. I just, it's background noise. Well, I have my laptop open and I'm. Checking him, it's mm -hmm. just there, right? Sometimes I put on like television shows like How I Met Your Mother mm -hmm. that I've seen all of. Yeah. Whatever. Went on to one of the streaming services to try and find some background, a background noise film and put on Dodgeball. Because mm. I was like, I haven't seen that in forever, but I know it. I know it well enough. Let's just chuck that on. And my God, it was funny. I was like, this is very funny. <laughs> I was like, this is a funny film. But then I was like, oh my God. I'm going to have a big Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn movie. I'm just going to start watching them all again. Great background. I know all of them. I was like, cause Dodgeball was, there was some funny stuff. There honestly were some funny jokes in Dodgeball, right? A lot of really awful ones, but really funny <sighs> ones. Uh, and so the next day I had another admin day and I was like, I'm going to put on Wedding Crashes. That movie is so shit. Wow. Oh, and- I've stopped. I've, I won't watch any more of the Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, that kind of era of film. I was just like, I was so ready for it. I was like, oh, Isla Fisher's in this. Oh, do you remember Rachel McAdams? And oh, it's got Bradley Cooper. Bradley yeah, Cooper? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. I remember this film. Put it on. And I was like, nah, I'm not about it. I just wanted to share that. It's. Uh, I'd love to know what your favourite Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn mashup, Owen Wilson, you know, that circa, those films. It's tough because there's a bit of an overlap there. Well, I, I mean, I'm on the record. Zoolander is in oh, my top ten films. It's so good. I put it alongside. Like, <laughs> Schindler's List. <laughs> like I genuinely, I love. Oh, no, I get it. The Muppets Treasure Island is my yeah, favourite film. Yeah, so like, I, I think it. Zoolander is, you talk about ten, you talk about near perfect. Yeah. Zoolander is a perfect little film. Yeah, I love that. It's polished. I love that. It's it's just it's the right amount of play. It's the right, I love Zoolander. So Zoolander is 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 my favorite. Um, Vince Vaughn mm. can't go past uh, can't go past that one where J Lo goes into the mind of the serial killer. <laughs> Which one's that? Oh, what's its name? Uh, the the cell. I haven't seen it. Oh, Mish. That sounds. Fun. Did you give away the end? 
No, no, that's what it's about. That sounds phenomenal. Have you not seen the show? No, no, because here's an, that would be an interesting study, although I don't think I really want to study him, but the study of Vince Vaughn's career, because he was pitching, his management at least, were pinch, pitching him as hot bad boy. Mm. Really? And then all of a sudden it was just like, okay, you do comedy. Well, it's because he, uh, he did swingers, so that was a bit vague. Mm. And everyone in Swingers went on to have huge careers. Everyone involved in Swingers. But, like, I watched a movie, fucking great thriller, not sexy, 90s thriller called Domestic Disturbance. Oh, yeah. With John Travolta and he plays, like, a good dad. I never saw it, but I know And Vince Vaughn is bad boy. Yeah, 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 bad boy. And it was just, like, it was really eerie and weird. And then I've come across a whole bunch of, like, young Vince Vaughn where he's playing the hottie. And it's, like... At what point in that man's career did everyone just go, do full comedy? That's where the... I have a feeling. This is like... And I haven't thought about this until now. But I don't... I think Vince Vaughn had just liked acting. I don't think he cared what he was doing. I don't think it was like, I'm working towards comedy. That's what I want to work. No, no. I think comedy kind of, he's good at it. Yeah. So he got and it. And that's where he got his career. I think he was an actor. Yeah, absolutely. So... Isn't that interesting? The Cell Mish... It's I a, have to watch this film. It's a little bit more full on. It's one of those ones where there's like the the nature it, the nature of the serial killer, not the nightmares, but what the serial killer does is like one scene right at the top, which I'm like, ah, oh, that's a shame. That's there. I don't mind it, but it's a shame that's there because it puts me off recommending it to just to anyone because mm-hmm. it's quite. It's like. Uh, you know how after after Silence of the Lambs, there was this idea of... You've seen Silence of the Lambs? Yes. Yeah. There's this idea... There was like... There was Silence of the Lambs. Same thing happened to Saw. There was the film that existed. And then there was like the mythology yes. around the film. Yes. And then there were films that came after it that were trying to evoke not what that film was but what people thought that film was. Are you talking about like with crossover characters and stuff? More with um, like the viciousness of what the serial killer does and the grossness of the serial killer. Yeah. So the serial killer in the cell, there's like a scene at the top where it's just like, this is just like they brainstormed. Like they sat around and like, what's the most fucked Fucked up up shit? And it's not like I, I don't that believe though. that it's not. It's like I don't believe that this. Like, Would I enjoy it? That scene you'd be whatever on. The actual movie yeah. is about J-Lo having oh. to go inside his mind. It's a bit like The Matrix, but it's J-Lo and she goes inside his mind, which Mate, is like a surrealist artwork. Let it be known. We know how much I don't like The Matrix. Yeah. If J-Lo was Neo... I would like the Matrix. If J Lo was Neo, if, J- if you replaced any shit film with J Lo, I instantly Matrix isn't shit. But <laughs> if if J Lo was Neo, and mm. instead of the Matrix being uh, like a thing that kept us whatever, yeah, it, it was, was the mind Vaughan. of Vincent D'Onofrio. No, Vincent D'Onofrio is the serial killer. Vince Vaughn is the cop trying to catch him. I'm gonna come. That so, is the best. Why have I never heard of this? this is, film? It's amazing. Are you making this up? It. And then most of it is inside the. It's, that it's, honestly sounds like something you would make up to tease me. No, it's great. I, I can't like believe best, I haven't told you about. That it. That sounds like the best movie I've ever heard in my life. Speaking of um, movies that like come like a, like a spawn of these other films, have you ever heard of the Terrifier series? Oh, that to me, I've not. I've only seen scenes. I have never sat down yeah. and watched the whole film. It's about a scary clown. It's, the, it's, it's sort of newish. Yeah, 
It's like, to me, I've like, everyone's like, it's petrifying. No, to me, that is a room of people who's like, let's just do the scariest cat. Yeah. Like, just make him scary. And I don't, I've not watched the film, so I don't want to uh, poo poo it too much because mm. I can't. But like, from what I gather, it is literally just like a very gross, petrifying looking clown that goes to people's houses and tortures them. And it's like, okay, like, there's just no nuance. It's literally just like, let's just, like, horror's really in right now. Yeah. Like, gore is coming back. Like, yeah. it, and it really is. Like, gore is, let's. Gore's back, baby. Gore is back. <laughs> Mishy happy. <laughs> no, I don't like gore. Let's be like, whatever. But they're like, let's create this terrify character. And I just saw, like, the most recent trailer is just like, okay. Like, it's just like this real, like, <laughs> let's fucking scare the shit out of anyone who looks at this poster. It's like, okay. I think scaring should be the journey, not the destination. Preach, bitch. Asher Gore. Bitch. Asher Gore. Bitch. I don't mind gore. But Have you gore... seen Hellraiser? Yeah, I love oh, Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, of course yeah, you have. You told me to watch it. it. That, to me... Is perfect. It's so fucked up. Fucked up. The a level. We haven't talked about it. Really. No, no, no. I don't know. Is now the time? Probably not. You know what? Let's go to an ad break. Okay. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll talk about thingy. But if it slips into hell race at all, <laughs> <laughs> who are we to stop it? <laughs> um, when we get back, we will be revealing um, the scene that makes us go. Ugh. The most of gore, the most gore scene. We don't, yeah, after this ad break coming up. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. Fingers crossed there was an ad. Mm. If not, uh-oh. I actually have an answer. Yeah. Um, about, so previous to the ad break, if any of you might have forgotten, mm. um, uh, Zach put it upon us to talk about the, the goriest scene. Or the one that... Hits us the most. Anything, so war films probably. Mm -hmm. um, the scene, I believe it's Giovanni Ribisi and his guts are coming out in Saving Private Ryan. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. it Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, I can't remember. Is it, I, yeah. Is it Thin Red Line? Ribisi's in everything. But he's man. like shaking and he's crying and he's going really pale and they're all just trying to put his guts back into his yeah. stomach. I don't, I can't remember the movie. For some reason I think it's Saving Private Ryan, but also I don't remember Saving Private Ryan being that gruesome. It's pretty fucked up. But that scene, like, people who are alive, that's the one. People who are alive and guts. You can see different, you can see their liver come out, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That stuff. I've also just given away a plot, plot spoiler warning about Giovanni Ribisi dying in some film. In from, one of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> now every movie Ribisi's in. Yeah. You're like, um, my one is, I think I've mentioned it here before, the Achilles tendon in Hostel. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, yes, that one fucks me. Oh, yeah. That's the bit. That's one of those ones. Yeah. And that was like full when Gore was the destination. Yeah. I um, I review horror films on my Instagram sometimes. Hey, great plug. Thanks. <laughs> sometimes I watch Friday the 13th if I can be bothered. Um, on my and if you're really lucky, we're both doing them at the same time. 
We Sorry. should we should do something together. Um, but no, I recently watched a movie called Chain Letter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible. I, really I bad. Along. Not even in like not a good film, yeah. right? However, However, there is a scene in it, spoiler warning for Chain Letter. I'm telling you now, it's don't watch it. It's not like I mean, yeah, it's it's funny, it's stupid. But um there's a scene in it where a girl wakes up again, spoiler warning. A girl wakes up and her feet are tied to two cars. Oh. To the exhaust pipe of two cars in the garage. And she's like, like she's got tape on her mouth. She's like bound. She can't move. And she wakes up and she's freaking out. And then the cars start to drive. Oh. And then one turns left and one turns right and it splits her in half. And it was awful. But it was like, it was the only good horror. But it was just like, that's creative. And I had like, and it was she was attached with chains. Everything in that movie was about chains. She was attached to this car with chains, and when they turned, they split her in half. I love, I love horror. I love gore, and but it's there is a type. It's funny with me. Like there's just some things that I go, nah, yeah, no, yeah. And it's a fine. Do you know it's what it such is? Such a fine line, though, mm. because that's sorry to interrupt. No, no, but that's right. why Hellraiser. Because Hellraiser is like blood, literal tidal waves of blood coming into a room. Like the walls are crying blood. Everyone is skinless. And they're like the they've se- got the, skinless titties, and they're having the, sex. The way and that like, sex and violence is oh, the S and M of it all, but like it's grotesque. Oh, and- it's just and it's just like oh. Jesus, it's so full on, but it's fabulous. It's amazing. Because I'm so line, glad you loved but it. But the line is so, because if they took out 20% of the blood, it would just be like, ew. Do you know what I'm saying? It's also like, uh, it's also like, um, it's so fucked up, but most of the people, most of the people that are the most fucked up in it are like willing participants in the fucked upness. There's like, there's, it's so full on, but it's like, there's something about in the 2000s, it wasn't just the gore. It was like the, the, what are you doing with this gore? Like, what are you saying? Who, there was just something about it that was just really, uh, it's, do you know what it is? I'm not one who, I really love horror, but I love to feel horrified. Yes. I, 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 I want, when I watch a horror, I either, there's like a, I either want it to just not be real and just be just fucked. Yeah. Like Hellraiser is just fucked up. But there are times where it's like, I'm meant to be having fun. It's like, why I don't like Friday the 13th. It's like, ah, ha, 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 this is fun. I'm like, no, it's just a guy murdering young women. I yeah I don't know I I I enjoy Friday the Thirteenth for the camp of it all if yeah uh, how do you do <laughs> <laughs> but like because of it's just so campy and yeah, silly it's so not real of the Halloween Friday the Thirteenth Nightmare on Elm Street is on the bottom Nightmare on Elm Street is the best um, but this is why I love Scream Halloween uh, and Nightmare on Elm Street the 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 is there's like um, it oscillates. Like sometimes the violence is fun, and then so, and then it'll like throw it back at you and be like, "This bit's not fun," and you're like, "Ah!" I was I try to wonder. Like my partner asked me, "Why do you like horror?" Because he hates it. Mm. We talked about our pussy partners before. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he hates horror, and I like the "Oh my god, what's going to happen?" feeling. That yeah. like, "Oh my god," kind of feeling. And if I and often if it's like just 
gory, gross. It's just like, well, there's no nuance in that at all. There's no fear. There's, there's no, no fear. Tension. Yeah. It's just, like, oh, well, he's dead. Because like, like um, this is the thing I've really realized. What I, I realized watching Hellraiser 2 mm. is um, that horror, I think for the last 20 years, I've talked about this before, horror has been gory thrillers. Mm-hmm. But with Hellraiser 2, it's like horror means something else. It's like horror. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the horror of existential. Mm. There's, a, there's something more profound to mm-hmm. the idea of the genre. Whereas like, it, it, yeah, I want to feel horror. Yeah. And I want to feel thrills and I want to feel scared. And it's Why like. Why didn't we do a horror podcast? <laughs> I don't know. But sometimes bad But see, horror, like, I like, want oh, so badly to find a platform where I can talk about Hellraiser for an hour. I'd love that. Well, we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, true. Yeah, Let's true. do the blurb though. This is for Bloodline. I'm so glad you liked Hellraiser. I'm. I loved it. I haven't loved a movie like that in a long it's time. It's so in a long time. Fun. Well, that actually. That being said, I loved Talk to Me as well, which I saw two months before Hellraiser. Oh, that was also fantastic. I loved that, but I loved Hellraiser. Anyway, go on. All right, I gotta find it. It's for Bloodline season two, episode nine. And for those of you who haven't been keeping up with Bloodline Arama, if you don't mind me saying, just um, in case you're coming in now, <laughs> weird. Uh, but we only watch things John Leguizamo has been in. So please let it be known that John Leguizamo wasn't in Bloodline until season two, episode three. So for the last few episodes of Bloodline Arama, what we've been trying to do is figure out what this show is going, what's happening in this show. Because we didn't watch anything before season two, episode three of the show. We didn't even watch so much as a previously on. Yeah, that's right. Because Netflix didn't really do They didn't give us one. They didn't, that was the problem. We started on season three. They didn't give us a previously on. Because they were just uploading them. Yeah. All right, here's my description of season two, episode nine. The cop that used to date Velma is getting really close to figuring out whatever it is coach from Friday Night Lights did to Ben Mendelsohn. Also, Johnny Legs is mad because he can't find Nancy because she has moved into Sissy SpaceX Hotel with her emo son. Also, he has taken a fisherman dude under his wing and is teaching him how to extort Coach and Velma. Then towards the end, Nancy breaks up with him and he's a bit of a cunt about it. Fisherman dude is Danny's best friend. You know that, right? Danny being Ben Mendelsohn? Yes. Yeah. Cool, all bit, right. Bit daft. That's the only other thing that I picked up on as well. So he was his best friend. Uh, no, they're no. mates. Um, f- firstly, big episode with reveals. They... So you can, I can say you came in, mm-hmm. I was watching it, you got here, I was watching it in the office near the podcast studio. You walked into me mm-hmm. as I was watching it at one and a half speed mm-hmm. and, and they, f- and you saw me. What did mm-hmm. I say? I was like, oh, oh, so that's what happened. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. they full were showing. Tell them what happened. Well, I just was going to talk more about the fact that they were just showing bits from yeah. the end of the last season. Yeah. They were fully going. And it was, it was, there well, was, no, I don't know if there were bits from the last season or if that was new information. I, it felt like it was put there. They for were us. connecting <laughs> new information with cl- shots from the last season. Okay, okay. I think at the end of the last season, that's what happened. Okay. Do you want to explain what happened? Um, the, the, the coach, spoiler warning, <laughs> coach killed Mendo, Ben mm-hmm. Mendelssohn. Drowny boy. Drowned him, which we learnt last week. Yes. And then the siblings one by one, while well, the sister walked in and was like, oh, my God, is that Ben Mendelsohn? Mm-hmm. And Coach was like, yeah. yeah. And then the, 
she and the brother helped get him into the boot of their car yep. so they could fake the drowning elsewhere. Yep. And then we learnt that the friend saw it. Yes, fisherman boy. Fisherman, fisherman friend. And he told- Fisherman friend, we'll call him. <laughs> the friendly fisherman. How awful are fisherman's friends? I, I, there is a time and a place in my opinion. Absolutely not. They're disgusting. I like them. No, I like chalky. Them. Um, and I'm assuming fisherman, fisherman's friend. Friendly fisherman. Told. Is jo- he a fisherman? Why have I No, they like- were just on a boat having a fish. <laughs> They were just, firstly, John Leguizamo was on a boat with this fisherman's friend. Friendly fisherman. Just looking fucking cooked. Like, I can't. He wore a beanie. Yeah, but he was also like, this was the episode where we had to see that John Leguizamo was really losing it a bit. Yeah. They gave him full junkie makeup, like very different from last episode. It's like he was very pale. He looked cold. He had some scarring. Like, it was just a bit full on. Um. But I'm assuming that Friendly Fisherman told John Leguizamo what he saw. And with that information, John Leguizamo is looking to, uh, like, bribe the family. Is that what, that's kind of what we're dealing with? Yeah, he was like, you should bribe them. But who was the guy at the end that went to the detective and said, I'm ready to tell you the story? Fisherman's friend. Was that Fisherman's friend? Yeah. I don't think that was the same guy. Yes, it was. I don't think it was. 100%. In all fairness, everyone in this looks the same. They're all sweaty. Sweaty facial hair. Like they went to the barber two months ago. Yeah. And they're all hot. They all haven't, they all didn't shower the night before because they were just like too tired. And they have that feeling about them. They're all wearing button up like like, uh, Hawaiian shirts. They all look the same. So it's really difficult for me to keep up. Also, the episode opened with a flashback of the brothers when they were kids, mm. and that fucked me because they the only way you could tell that they were brothers is that they had the same haircuts. <laughs> I love that. I love that trope in film and television where they do flashbacks of people and they use they have to use kid actors, right? And obviously, like they, it's yeah, almost they impossible to find somebody who's identical, right? Yeah. So the only way that they can do it is by giving them glasses or the same haircut. Like they haven't changed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't that fucking like weird? Someone was saying that um, whenever someone told me this once, it's like whenever um, in a movie a woman is older. Yeah. So like they show the woman when she's younger and then like it's 10 years later. Mm. She she has long hair when she's younger and she has a neat short haircut when she's older, even though that, they'll do nothing else to yeah. her. Just Renee Zellweger with long hair, 20s. Renee Zellweger <laughs> with a short sure. hair, 30s. 30s. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. That's so funny. They always just give a Can bit I, shorter haircut. They had it in this episode as well. Just a little Hollywood trope mm. that I've never heard discussed before. Okay. Why is it in all film? When was it decided in all films that telephone numbers were 555 or five 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 one two three seven. What do you mean? Whenever someone's like, "Can I have your number?" in movies and television, it's always like five 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 eight eight three two. Why is it always five five five? I'm gonna guess. Yeah. It might be area codes, American phone numbers. I don't know how they work. That's my first guess. Is that it's an American phone number thing? The second guess is that I reckon the they set aside a set of numbers. So they go, so people aren't calling. 
Yeah, but isn't it an interesting thing? It's just one of those things we have to, like, same with cars, none of them have license plates. It's just one of those things we accept in film. Yeah. As being a thing. And it really takes me out of it rather than just being like, you mean, that's cool. Do they not have license Do they not have license plates? Nah, a lot isn't of the time. Isn't there fake license plates or is that a bother? It's, I don't know. Some Most movies just don't, like, from when I pay attention, they don't have license plates. Sometimes in America, they're allowed to drive around without license plates in America. Really? Yeah. You've never noticed that in when you're in America? I've been to America twice. Uh, one time, I was too young. But that's really interesting. You think they, they're I was just paying always, attention to Chuck E. Cheese. Five, five, five. <laughs> that's funny. Are you saying five? It's always five, five, five. Always starts with five, 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 three, six, two, one, or something like that. Every single time in a movie, someone asks for a number. Every time it starts with five, five, five. I reckon you're about to unveil a. Um, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I thought I'd heard this. When movies and TV shows began using phone numbers more frequently in their plot lines, people who actually owned those numbers started to complain that they were getting too many prank phone calls. Yeah. So the phone companies reserved 555-0100 through to 555-0199 for fictional use. See, isn't that interesting? I thought I'd heard that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I've never thought to ask. You'd think they would just reserve some random ones. Go, hey. He- but that is a fucking excellent fact. Yeah, that's a great fact. I want to tell Alexi. He'd know that. <laughs> Do you he'd be like, and did you know? <laughs> da, 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 da. And then he'd be like. I love Carlito's way. Never try and outdo Alexi. Alexi's a real film buff. Yeah, he's proper. He, I was like, uh, he's doing a screening of Carlito's way in Sydney. Oh, can we go? Well, I really want to go, but I think I'm doing stuff. I was literally like going to go. And f- I was like, I messaged him. I was like, I'm going to find an excuse to come to Sydney. Um, oh my God. But it's on a weeknight and I'm doing stuff either side of it. But I, I'm I very. Don't know. Yeah, I can't get to Sydney. But if, if anyone listening. When is it? Like this month? It's in December. I think it's like around, uh, I don't know. It's in December. Look it up. If you love John Leguizamo and you, you will love Carlito's Way and you will love Alexi Toliopoulos, who loves Carlito's Way. Which, I mean, you, you heard it. You yeah. can go watch it. If you're in Sydney, you can go watch it Oh, that it would Alexi. be so much fun to watch Carlito's I was, Way with I Alexi. seriously, like, seriously was looking into it. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking find an excuse to go to Sydney. But that's ludicrous. Mm. For a movie I can watch on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> um, another little interesting thing that I actually really enjoyed about this episode yeah. was the whole Nancy trajectory and how she's living with Sissy Spacey. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. seems, it seems quite genuine from Sissy that she wants to build this relationship with her grandson, the emo kid, and Nancy, his mother. And remarkably, John Leguizamo comes in and is like, well, you know, I can, I can get us more money. This more. And she's like, I don't think I want that. I think... I actually want family and this is the security I want. It's not financial security. Yeah, she seems all right, Nancy. Yeah, something's going to happen to her. Yeah, I reckon. I also, <laughs> I also, here's my thing, right? This show, sometimes I like this show, but sometimes this is a completely different thing to the Nancy trajectory. If you yeah. want to talk about the Nancy no, trajectory. No, no, that was all I had to say. Um, I can't even place it. Sometimes... Characters have scenes together. You're going to have to like go with me on this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have scenes together and it's like not fully explained why they're in the scene together. So like uh, I'll use as an example, the cop and um, 
Velma, mm-hmm. the cop that's trying to get him and Velma towards the start of this episode are just like talking mm-hmm. and they're in her kitchen and she's making him a cup of tea. Yeah. And he and she's like, Hey, sorry about the other day. Yeah. And he's like, That's all right. Hey, you got are you are you, you like better tell me I, You better I tell me you I know you're lying. You yeah. And she's like, What are you talking about? And then he like walks off. And maybe this is a thing that's in all television. Right, maybe this is something that all television does, and I'm just noticing it in this show because I'm not watching it in any real order, so I don't yeah. know what's going. But like, why was he at the kitchen table? Why was she making him a cup of tea? Like, is that something you need to like? Is that normal? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just all of a sudden you're watching one scene, and then all of a sudden she's making it, but he's at the kitchen. He's well, at the, sitting know, at because, the kitchen like, table. If there was a, a movie or television series made about your life, I'm sure they'd flash to a scene where I'm just sitting at your kitchen table having a cup of tea. Yeah, I've sat at your kitchen table many a time and I had a cup, had a cuppa. Yeah, but don't you think it'd be like, like, wouldn't that scene of? Would been, you want the hey, I'm coming over? Is that like I don't need a coming over, but like a knock at the door and just like, hey, what's going on? Or like, can I have a cup of tea? Like, um, <laughs> hey, I wanted to just check something with you, and maybe that was look, maybe that was there, and they cut it. Like maybe he knocked on the door, and then, but it just to me was like, why are they in the kitchen talking? And it happens a lot. There'll just be scenes where like they're talking to Sissy Spacek, and it's just like Sissy Spacek is there doing the dishes, and she's like, I don't want you. Li-. It just feels like. People are just sad. And I think I might just be going crazy. It might just be watching this show. Yeah. But like, there's like. I'm noticing things in this show that I wouldn't usually notice. And I hate that. People are just talking. Yeah. Well, that's because that's all it sounds like to us, Zach. Because I don't know what's going on. Velma, I I don't understand why all of a sudden in the last two episodes, she's a full sus bitch. Like. Real sus. She was not sus previous. Yeah. Now she's full sus. Everyone, there's, there are three men in this, I'm pretty sure, that look exactly like Fisherman's Friend. Like, I think that's all Fisherman's Friend. I don't think it is. I do not think it is. Because Fisherman's Friend, Danny's mate, is a bit dumb. Like, he was just a little bit stupid. Like, he's like, oh, a bit waffly but or whatever. he's the one that got the necklace. Is he? Yeah. Because that, doesn't that all make sense that that would all be the one guy? Can someone let us know? <laughs> Was that oh, the... I don't really care. No, me neither. I can't wait for other next episode to be done. I will say, I'd love a little quick ode to the John, Johnny Legs, right? Mm-hmm. There is a really lovely little scene in this movie, this movie, this, tele- this, this episode, that just every once in a while, and I know we talk about this all the time because all we do is talk about John Leguizamo, but every once in a while he pops up in things and you're just like, oh, God, he's good, right? Mm. The scene where he comes back to the house and he's like, oh, she's not here. I'll call her. And he bought her a guitar, like he bought th- this guitar. And he's calling her and it goes to her voicemail. And he's like, hey, baby, like I'm just here. Where are you? And then he looks up while he's on the voicemail and sees that she's cleared out the closet. She's taken her suitcase. Mm. She's taken everything. And he's on the phone, like on the voicemail when he notices. And the change between, hey, baby, where are you? I got you a really nice present to this concern of where she, where is she? Like, um, what's happened to her to this, I reckon she's actively left me. The, it's all in about 15, 20 seconds. Well, for me, it happened in uh, 10, 10, 15 seconds. It's a really lovely scene. <laughs> it was, like, really good. It was just, like, he's very good. I also think um, he, 
is good at like um, what I was just talking about, which I can't quite place what I'm talking about, <laughs> but he is good at giving scenes a sense of drive and mm. purpose. And like he comes into the room, there's mm. a sense of like forward movement. Yes. He's not just sitting at the table. Never. He's like doing stuff. Well, it's like I'll always hark back to our mate Dougie Baldwin who did the Christmas episode with mm. us last year. And he said that, I'm gonna, I'm paraphrasing here, but that John Leguizamo is so good at picking up an energy in an ensemble mm. and being able to kind of like play with that mm. and not come in and try and like brand it in any kind of way or take away from it. It's this play and he he's always in it. Whatever's happening, he's there. Like Yeah, he listens. Oh, he's good. He's he a, he's very active. He's an active player. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you know what I'm talking about, the sitting at the kitchen table thing? Yeah, mate. Do you get Well, no, not really, because to be honest with you, if I was directing a television show of your life and there was a scene of you having a cuppa with me, I wouldn't fucking bother with that. Do you know what, how much it would cost just to do that shot? Yeah, like... Hey, can I come No, in? I know that's time, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm ta- I think it's a writing thing. I think it's less about, um, hey... I don't think I want that. I don't think I need, hey, can I come in for a cup of tea? Yeah. I think what I need is like um, just like see him come in. Like maybe it's- the- Like in Friends or Seinfeld where they always enter the room. Yeah, they enter the room. Like uh, like uh, like everyone's just sitting all the time in this show. Everyone's just sitting and talking. And I think it's a show that could do with a little more like- they're sitting on the balcony. He comes up. And maybe that's like location shooting. It's all, it's all money. Hey. Hey. Quick fire. Yeah. Friends or Seinfeld? Oh, my goodness. I, like, are you asking me yes. which I prefer? Yeah. Very much Seinfeld, yeah. Seinfeld or Frasier? <sighs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld or How I Met Your Mother? Seinfeld. Seinfeld or Scrubs? Seinfeld. Seinfeld or Parks and Rec? Seinfeld. Okay. You like Seinfeld. <laughs> Yeah, but there's shows I prefer over Seinfeld. I was, I panicked. Yeah, like it, it, it was a worry that you started with Seinfeld. I was working on a television show this last few months and the stats of Friends versus Seinfeld that we discovered blew my little mind. I mean, I imagine Friends is much more popular. I can't say because the episode hasn't come out and I just realised I probably oh, shouldn't wow. be talking about it. Wow, okay. But no one knows what I was on. Don't, don't, but you can tell me later. Yeah. Um. I, I, the shows I prefer over Seinfeld, if you'd said Seinfeld or the first three seasons of Arrested Development, I would have said That Arrested was the one I was searching for. Yeah, Arrested Development, I prefer. Uh, there's a lot there, even probably, I haven't watched like all of it, but um, I think that, uh, anyway, there's, there are What shows. about Friends or How I Met Your Mother? I think How I Met Your Mother, I think that How I Met Your Mother has more interesting... Uh, th- I like the actors and I think it has more interesting uh, structural things. Same. I So I got asked the other day on Instagram um, a controversial opinion mm. and I straight up, I think that the final episode oh, yeah, of How this. I Met Your Mother was good. Yeah. I think it's a really love, and everyone, I feel like they're like, it's as bad as fucking Lost and I hated it and I don't I like blah, blah. It's like it's really not, it's good. What else would you prefer? What, you know, what would you prefer? What is there more? Do you know that um, with uh, 
Larry David's show with Curb Your Enthusiasm, he was so stung mm. by how much people hated the finale of Seinfeld that he said he's never going to do a finale for Curb Your Enthusiasm. He just does it a season at a time. Mm. He'll do a season, then he'll take two years off, and then he'll do another season, but he never Has ends. Has he finished now? No, no, he'll never end it. He'll just go, he'll do, he's like, it, you'll just be like, oh, there's another season of Curb coming out. Mm. And then maybe he might have a run where it comes out every year, but then it, he might take years off. And it's like, oh, there's another season coming out. What did you think of the finale of Seinfeld? Um, oh, look, I, I, like, fine. Okay. Like, I, I get why people hate it. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the problem is, I get it. Do you know what show has a great finale? Tell me. Star Trek Next Generation. Okay. But it does. Okay. It does, Mish. I believe you. A really good finale. Great. Really, really good finale. Great. You know, Buffy had a really good finale in season five. Oh, no. And then it came back for two more years. That's what happens. No, Star Trek's great, right? I'll tell you why. I won't, t- I won't go into any detail, anything sci-fi. Mm. It is a great one and it's about, there's, a, there's like a, he becomes unstuck in time. But that's not what we're going to talk about. The final scene. I tried so hard to curve away from this. No, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to. Yeah. All I'm going to say is the final scene is a recurring sort of mm. scene that happens all through the series, right? Yeah. But they do something a little bit different, but it's not the final scene or the final location that you're expecting. Oh, That's fine. all I'm going to say is that I was like, I heard that it was a great finale and I was like, oh, surely oh, they're going to end on the bridge, the main set. And surely they're going to end on like, yep. like the adventures they go on, but then they actually end on a, on a different setting, like in yep. a different place. And it's really lovely because it's like, oh, this is the perfect ending and it's not what I was expecting. And I think that's a great ending. Yeah, that's great. Where it's like, it doesn't give you what you're expecting. Do you know a good finale? For a show that I don't really care for, what? is uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Never saw it. Um, it was, there was like a moment where they thought he might die. Yeah. In the episode, they're like, they think he might die. And then it's like, oh, it's really tense. And then he's fine. And then the, it ends on them just arguing. It ends on them being a family and just like bickering. And it's really nice because it's like, <coughs> it hints at like what might, you know, it goes, ooh. Mm. And then it's like, oh, no, we would never end it like that. That's not the story we're telling. Oh, that's fun. And then it ends on just more of the same. See, I went, and this is a famous one, but I would say that MASH has an excellent ending mm. because it just, it ends the way it, we always knew it was going to end, you know, like they can't keep that show going forever. And it ends by going, oh, it's the over. The war's over. The war's over. Okay, bye. And they all just go off to their lives again. That kind of television, though, is very hard to end because it's like every it, those shows aren't telling a linear story. Yeah, that's so right. how do you sign out? Do we have any final thoughts about on this episode? Bloodline season two, episode nine. One more to go One in blood. Go. This this in this era of Bloodline Arama because he's back for season three. three. Um. Oh, geez. Uh, I think that, I think that he, he, I think that he's good at acting. Yeah, same. Uh, I think he's worthy of being our chosen actor for podcast chat. But I, I do wish that he was in the, the, se- the season that everyone says is good. True. Um, this is not so much a final thought as much as it is a final request. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got 
Christmas coming up. Mm. I'd like to know what our listeners would like us to do. Should we watch Nothing Like the Holidays again? Should we watch Violent Night? Um, should we just have a Chrissy chat? Please let us know what you would like to see us do for Christmas. Great question. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm going to give this episode, I'm going to give it three and a half this week because I thought his acting was so wonderful and because there was a little bit of ooh to this episode. So three and a half Leguistamos from me. I'm going to give it three and a half Leguistamos as well. Um, he's it got three scenes. Mm. Uh, I like that he he does charming, charming but dangerous well. And that's what this is. But broadly speaking, uh, what's it? I'm just ready to watch a movie. I'm just ready. This show is, this is the worst thing we've ever done. I would. And not the show. The show is fine, but coming in. Was this point in a show is, is at this type of show. Truthfully, the one of the worst things I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. Awful. 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 It's just too. Only see the negatives of a show that by all accounts was quite good Yeah, is really a terrible thing and I hate it. <laughs> uh, we hope you're enjoying it though. Um, Tom, what can you, Tom, can you just take us away with some really sad music? <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, take care. F- follow us on Instagram at Mission Zach, whatever. Uh, we'll see you for the finale of this round of Bloodline Arama uh, next week. Bye bye now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.